Yo, yo, get you some productions, podcast, bam, episode 48, I think. 48, really? Yeah. We are, seriously, actually, that's part of, I want to actually talk to you about the fact that we're at episode 48, but let me, let me do the intro first. For all the people who are new to this, for all six of our listeners, this is a podcast covering all things related to music production from the first note to the last fan and everything in between. We create music and inspire others to do the same. My name's Keith. And my name's Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniel. Every episode, every, almost every episode, many, the majority of episodes, our live, our live business meetings between me and Dan uh, as we attempt to build a media empire right before your very eyes and ears in this case. Um, let's plug Reverb. you have anything fancy to say about Reverb this, this day? Well, Reverb.com is just a great place to go shopping for your musical equipment needs, pro audio needs, and whatnot. Um, it's just a lot more interesting and fun than um, more generic big box stores and their sites. Um, True that. Yeah, you tap into all the little shops around the country. You know what I mean? You can find find some great deals out there. See some really cool instruments. Go be a go be a nerd on Reverb.com. You can also set up your own account and sell on there. So, ain't that the truth? So, yeah. and we are affiliates of Reverb. Dot com. However, they don't pay us just to send people to the site. You actually have to use a special link. I'm not going to read it out loud because it's a silly link, but, um, but I do, we include it in the show notes. So um, if you want to support the podcast and, and you are planning on buying any musical equipment, then use the link in the description, and that will help us out. And like Dan said, even if you don't buy anything, but you just go and sign up for an account, uh, we get a commission for that as well. So if you want to help out the podcast, please go and um, click in there and, you know, buy yourself something or just sign up for a new account and you'll help us out. So, yeah, this is episode 48 and Dan and I have been just doing something called um, personal musical updates which we do from time to time, uh, just shooting the shit about music. Um, I had something to say. Really? It's quite shocking. Really? I had a Facebook message pop up in my, in my, um, in my memories. If anybody uses Facebook, I know billions of people use Facebook, so that's a silly question to ask, but you'll be familiar with the fact that it says it has like a memories function. Like today, a year ago, or two years ago, you posted this. And like yesterday or the day before, one of my memories was that I posted about episode eight of our podcast. And it was at that point that it occurred to me that we've actually been doing this for more than a year. even though we, technically speaking, if we had been releasing them weekly, we'd be up to episode 52 by now. Um, but we, I think we missed a few weeks here and there, 
Yeah. So it all, it, it didn't add up to 52. We're up to episode 48 yeah. now. And I believe that we've been going since the summer of 2020. So, um, you know, it's been a year and a half that we've been doing a podcast. Wow. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, we've been doing this for a year already? Amazing. Um, there wow, was that. It's pretty good, yeah. I didn't think of that. It's 52. If we did it once a week, 52 would have been a year. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So we've been, we've been keeping up a pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've definitely released 48 of them <laughs> so yeah. far as of the release of this particular episode. Yeah.
character who's amazing. Great actor. Okay, I'm going to I'll watch it. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a really I bet fun Anna movie. would like it too. I bet Anna would like it too. Yeah. It's just well, entertaining. Is it not that I speak? They're pretty fun movies. They what? They're pretty fun movies. Yeah. Um, what do you got going on musically this day? You know, um, I would say I've been saving my nickels and dimes, as you know, to get a, a bass pedal. Yes. And um, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to pull the trigger. You know, so I'm going to be ordering a, uh, of course, I'm blanking on the name right now. It'll come right back to me in a second. But I'm um, going to order that through Reverb.com. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us through that procedure. Um, Which pedal? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm blanking out. Of course, I'm blanking out. It's just like. Didn't you want to buy the Octaver? It is an octave pedal. I'm just having a senior moment here. I um, it's not. Um, I bought Maxon. I just sold my Maxon pedal. Proceeds over. Oh, you sold pedal. the 808 Maxon 808. Yeah. So oh, the, the OD, the OD 808. What'd you sell it for? Uh, seventy dollars. Oh, I should have bought that from you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just, ever uh, since you told me you were selling that, um, I didn't think to offer you. I'm sorry. I usually don't, I usually don't, you know, do business with friends, you know. I know. No, it's okay. I don't, you know, I don't care that much. I shouldn't be buying them, but the, the, 808, <laughs> the 808 is a cool pedal. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's great. I just have no, no need for it. Um, first of all, I don't think that's actually true. Oh well. <laughs> I think you might need it. I'm. Uh, I decided to sell. I just. Oh, it's MXR. MXR Bass Octave Deluxe. Yeah. I um, just did the show notes to our last episode that you and I did together, and it was just talking about bass pedals. And you mentioned that one. Here, and I'm gonna. Send, yeah, I'm gonna send you a link to it, and let's put it on the. I'll put it on our episode page. You know, because why not? Yeah. Is it wait? Is it the one you already bought or the one you're about to buy? I'm about to buy. I'm about to buy. Oh, this. this. Oh, okay. I'll send you a link later. I don't want this garbage link. It was one of those links that was like 10 pages long. Also, you know, I, so I have to warn you, and this is actually something that happens with other people's podcasts too or more yeah. popular than us. Uh-huh. You, they say the name of a pedal, and then it goes up in price, right? They like double in price all of a sudden. Ah. It, it happens to the guitar nerds all the time. Like they'll say, like the the Pictronics, yeah. you know, boost the you know transparent boost is like a really great pedal for the money, mm-hmm. which it is, and it's yeah. a small profile, and it's like it just boosts. It's, they call it uh, make better, make everything betterer, or make huh. it sound betterer, which means like it's just an always on pedal. Like if, if you if your if your tone is not great, you just turn it on and everything sounds better. <laughs> it's like one uh-huh. and um, they're like usually sixty bucks, and the next year they're a hundred, and then it just sort of dwindles back down over time until they mention it again and it goes back up to hundred bucks. Yeah, but these so, are base pedals. These are base pedals. No one cares. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. Well, like honestly, it's a mass-produced uh, base pedal. It's fine. Yeah, and I um, and no one no one listens to our show anyway, so it's not like yeah. So, I, you know. 
unless one really rich person does, and then they buy them all up. Corner market. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So it's a hundred. Uh, like it's a hundred fifty dollars. Pretty reasonable. And I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, you know, I'll return it. I can always use more cables and aesthetic pay strings or whatever. You know, I can just use yeah, that money. Yeah. Either way, the money will go into enhancing stuff. But you know, I've been playing a lot of keyboard now. Why well, I say a lot? It's relative to how much keyboard I played before, which is not. Um, so, you know, I have I play my bass, but then I have it's called a mini Nova um, keyboard. What is a mini Nova? Um, have you, you ever seen one of those? Uh, you own it? No, it's my drummers. Oh. Um, and it's the, by Novation. Okay. Um. And it's like one of those, like, sort of, you know, maybe three octaves the most. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, like, a it's got all the controller. It's all meant for, like, live performance. And it's like yeah. a studio a performance-oriented thing. I already sent you a link. And uh, I use it for a lot of, like, um, arpeggiator stuff or synth bass. Yes. So I'm like, no, no, I'm crazy. I'm going to go with pedals. Like, if I want a synth bass sound, like, I'm going to, like, use this keyboard because with synth bass, like, it'll always track better. As long as I can play the line on the keyboard, yeah. like, it'll track flawlessly. Um, but uh, that's, um, that's actually not uncommon. I feel like sometimes bass players do have a small couple of options. Because if you think about it also, yeah. if you're doing synth bass and you want to do it actually on a, a keyboard, yeah. a bass guitar actually isn't much more than three octaves anyway. Right. So, so it's not I like you need, yeah, you know, and if you have a tenor instrument, it's going to, three octaves is going to be plenty. Like a guitar, it's three octaves from like the low E, which is pretty low, to the middle E. So your melodic range for most, for like a, a melodic instrument, three octaves yeah. is plenty. Because even if you had from the second E on the guitar to high E on the guitar, that's plenty. But if you need to go lower than that <laughs> if you're playing a melody, not generally not. You know, and of course it's the keyboard. I mean, of course it depends on your style and and everything, but. Is it, oh. is, it, is it a trigger where you can change the key, like you can change what notes, like what octave it plays? Oh, yeah, for sure. You up and down. I sent you a link. I mean, I sent you a link to it. I don't know if you see it. Um, but on the left, the keyboards are, you know, at the bottom, and then on the left of the keyboard is the uh, two expression wheels or whatever you call them. Yeah, I see that. And one's pitch and the other's modulation, but, like, right above that is octave up or down. So you flip that switch, and it changes light color. It's got an LED light in there. It's, like, turns mm -hmm. red and purple and blue and amber, and you can go down, like, four octaves or up. So right, have you, you can play in any range you want, really. I mean, it's not a bass, it's not a bass keyboard. It just right. has a lot of bass in it. Well, I just cool wondered if it was like um, if, how, what the controls were like on the actual keyboard in terms of like, whether you could change the, key, the pitch on the fly 
or whether it was more like a MIDI controller type of thing where it has to have like some has to be interfaced with something. But I assume it's the former since you're using it. It's standalone. All in one piece. You just like plug it in and it makes tons of sound. Yeah. Um, and it's got like it's set, set all the wheels and dials are set up like that you would be using it live to use the expression wheels and like change parameters and filters on yeah. the fly to create a cool like electronic sound. That's cool. Yeah. What do you electronic genre sound stuff and then like the arpeggiator is cool because I have my MIDI uh, my MIDI clock um, I take the signal in from Jeremy our keyboard player yeah um, and I sync my clock to him so when we hit arpeggiators like all our notes everything's synced right in so we can play so, loops on each other let me ask you a question about that because this is something I've always wondered about yeah. how the hell does that work <laughs> Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what MIDI is? Yeah, I know it's like um, musical inter musical instrument digital interface. I know what it stands for. Blah blah blah. And I know that there's like you know you can have a tempo and stuff, but I don't know how. Like, does he have to, he sets the tempo for the song, and then he and then he has to have a click in his ear, or is okay, okay, that, I see what you're saying. You know what, what I mean? Uh, Does it generate a click? What's going to even use, what even, you have to think, what even uses the tempo besides, like, your body? You know what I mean? Like, you play your tempo when you play guitar is, like, what you're playing. Like, you don't set a tempo. Like, you can set all the clicks you want. It's like you play it. The only thing that, like, a tempo on guitar is you might tap your, like, delay pedal to, like, the tempo of the song or, like, wherever you are. Yes. So your delay, I mean, sure, there's other examples, but there's an obvious one. But to a keyboardist, you have arpeggiators and things where you put the key once and the thing goes bananas. Yeah. Like infinitely. Like you play it, you hit a key, and then you have the hold function on, which is like it presses and hold, pedal to press, like holds it indefinitely yeah. until yeah. you turn it off or move somewhere else. Then it's running it through an arpeggiator, so it could say just do like one, three, five, seven or whatever sequence, it's just going to start looping and playing the sequence over and over again at what tempo. That's up to you to decide. So you set the tempo. And then um, if I try and set my tempo myself now, it, it's a little thing pops up that says external clock. You can't adjust your tempo because that's how I have it set. Uh, um, uh -huh. so the you can think of it as like player piano. It's not actually the music. It's just telling what keys are getting pressed at what time for how long and how hard. You know, it's yeah. just like player piano punch holes. So it's a BPM though. So it's a function of BPM. Well, I mean, yes. If again, like a player piano, like it has to go be scrolled at a certain speed. You know, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, a MIDI signal, if you looked at the, the graphic representation of, like, so you play just, like, whole notes for eight measures, you'd see, like, eight triggers, you know, spread out at, like, a certain velocity. You know, it's saying how hard did you hit it and how long did you hold it. Wait, so you could assign any sound to it later. Like, you could play it as, like, a bass line and, like, have it play flute later or, like, do multiple things at once with it. Um, right. That's, that's why I was thinking, like, if the, your keyboard player, does he, like, type in 100 BPM? Oh, that's a good question. 
That's yeah. a good question. You know, right now we're struggling to get everyone on the same page because we really need one person to set the clock for everyone because the drummer is starting to use loops too. And um, uh -huh. it's, just through, it's just through laziness and disorganization that they just haven't hammered it out yet. Um, yeah. But he, he generally he tap temp. He taps. He has a little foot pedal. You can, like, type it in. He taps it in. So a tap tempo is easy. Everyone's jamming. You just, like, tap, tap, tap. There it is. And um, so because he also has his Ableton connect. So his samples aren't necessarily, like, quote, arpeggiators. You know what I mean? They're, like, drum loops or samples that are getting triggered every third beat, you know. And he has, like, a whole loop, bunch of sounds that could be on a loop and are on a tempo. So his tempo affects like all of his keyboard, his Ableton playback, like all of his devices are synchronized. And um, so, and mine is synced right to his same clock. Yep. Um, and it sounds. Oh, no, also, is it Bluetooth? Or is it, is it you have a cable running? Oh, this, uh, this is, I run a cable. It's, it's like, it's, I forget uh, what it's called. It's like a MIDI cable, yeah. one of those five pins. Sure. That's a couple centimeters wide. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so we, yeah, and he has like all kinds of MIDI splitters. Like his signal goes out to a box, and then like an octopus, and it like all these wires merge, and they're all carrying a signal to whatever. Yeah. So I that is the musical update that brave new world of. Um, I, what is stuff. what is it when people are afraid of technology? <laughs> What's the term? I don't know. Um, that, that's what I am. Because what you're describing, even technophobe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's an all it would mean. All it would mean literally is if like you had a part where you had to play like, like flock of seagulls, like fillet or something that was perfect out in quarters. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't have to worry about it being in tempo. You would just like turn on your delay pedal and play, and like whatever the drummer set the tempo to is, this this thing already is just like it's just on stays with the program. I I you just worry about playing your notes. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get, I get how good it is, but it's just like, to me, it's like, um, <laughs> just to give you an example of where I'm at with it, even having multiple just regular pedals, there, I have like a little bit of anxiety about them. Uh, you know, just like the more, it's what it's, and I don't know, I don't know why, but it's just like so having that like extra cable that goes from me to someone else, and the potential for it to fail. It's just a little bit because of some anxiety for me. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, what, what if the tempo is wrong? What if, it's, what if it fails? Like, what's the override? I mean, I guess there must be an override, right? Um, you have a volume knob. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like, no, honestly, the override like, is, the override I would is turn, a, off the hold, a, turn off the hold button. <laughs> no, no, here's the override. It's actually yeah. a pair of head shears. <laughs> that are hanging off the edge of the piano. Yeah, you cut, cut the wire. You cut the cable. <laughs> you, you, I, you saw the keyboard is only like one foot wide by three foot long. It weighs, uh, like, weighs like 10 pounds. Yeah. You just pick it up and throw it. <laughs> That's the override. And you know, usually the cords will disconnect in midair. <laughs> See a velocity, but also like jerk it down. So like your keyboard sure. will probably end up hitting someone else. And then, like, really solve the problem. So, I think <laughs> I, I think that you guys, um, I think that you have your name already, which is called Element One Fifteen, right? 
Yeah. But if you ever decide to get rid of that name, jerk it down is also kind of a great name. Jerk it down. You know, you know, we're looking for a guitarist, so I'm just saying. Oh. Perfect chance for you to get over your technophobia. Come down. Yeah, because we have to do it all over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be called latency. It'll have to be free jazz. There's a cool concept. The album is called Latency, and like all of the tracks are like not. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, 
And like you turn on the treble, and like there are your investor sounds. That's, you know. That's exactly it, yeah. Well, so. I, he and I have played it. He, he's had it, and like he's been he's been fiddling with it for like yeah. a year. Um, I believe right. that's exciting. Maybe for six months he's been sort of fiddling with it. So like I've been going back and forth to his house and just jamming with him, but he's like added more controls or swapped out a tube or you know or like changed the capacitor and stuff like that. Yeah, the resistors, and and so. You know, I've gone back and it's been voiced differently each time, I think, but he finally yeah. got it to like this final state where, you know, I was I was able to take it away. But um it seems like every single time I go back, I really actually just have been gravitating towards what is essentially like the champ, fender champ yeah. um setting. Yeah. What was interesting was and this is just like you know, one one thing that happened was that we were playing 
and I was playing chords for him while he's solo, and I was playing like open chords, like more like, you know, like acoustic strumming type of stuff. Yeah. But at one point, and uh-huh. he's like, oh, just push that button in. He's like this. He's like, it's too, it's too mid-rangey and too punchy. Yeah. And then as soon as I push that button in, yeah. it turned the chords from like strumming an electric to almost like strumming the acoustic. It's like made such a big difference. And he's like, yeah, you want that to be, if you're strumming like that, you want that button pushed in because. Yeah, it would be more like a Fender Twin, like a twin reverb sound. You want clean and um, not as punchy and like mid-rangey. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I mean, it definitely, it's just something that, you know, it's like, I think it's when I actually finally learn how to use it, it's going to be definitely well worth it. But I think it's great for it's going to be great for recording because it's actually not really very loud. That's also kind of why he designed it the way it is. Is that oh great? It's, it's quite loud. Great. You know, in a room, sure, it's loud enough. But it's not very loud. But it's not loud enough to play in a rock band unless you like it. No, that's the whole other thing. Yeah. He but, knows yeah. what you, he knows the context that you play in. <laughs> yeah, and I, think, I mean, I think, you know, he's known you forever, so he'd be like. You're playing yeah. small clubs, recording studios, or like in your apartment. Right, exactly. And so I think he had a COVID too. It's like people are in their bedrooms. They don't want 50 watt amps. I think it's only like an no. 8 watt or a 5 watt amp. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect Brooklyn amp. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it can be. You get that in a recording studio and it's going to be just amazing. Yeah. Oh, I bet, I bet you can get some creamy, like, drive tones out of that too. Well, it, it doesn't have a lot of gain, although it did, like, when he showed me the gain setting, it was, like, yeah. enough to play, it wasn't, like, it wasn't nearly enough to play metal, but it was certainly enough to play, like, maybe some, like, mellow hard rock. Well, could you but, play um, Almond Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Could you do, like, what about the clean single, like, like the Julian Lage sound, like that crunchy tube? So. Yes. I'm sure, you know what I mean? That's like the boutique, boutique, like super dynamic. Well, Julian Lodge plays, um, believe it or not, a tweed champ. Yeah, yeah. Because that was when Mike, because I used to complain about not liking my own person, the champ that I own. And he was like, dude, this is one of your favorite guitar players. He's playing a champ, you idiot. (laughs) It's like, oh, oops. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you're, 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 it might be something as simple as like your, your, um, Anthony's a new speaker. No, well, that's true. Yeah, so that's you know what I mean? This is like, this needs a better magnet and like, no, and like yeah. better new capacitors or whatever. And just, there it is. That's, that's just the thing, actually. The champ, the champ amp is great, but it has a very small speaker. It has an eight inch speaker. So, oh, yeah. Has, you probably uh, need that super. Super beefy eight inch, and it would sound better. But yeah, you it doesn't know. have quite the low end that you would want when you're playing by yourself in your apartment. Okay, I hear you. Fill it up hear down. You. Yeah. If you're yeah, playing yeah. with a full band, yeah, yeah, and you're playing like distorted guitar where all you want is mid range, then it's great. I hear you. Yeah. Well, now you have a custom amp. That's amazing. I it's it's incredible. And Mark, I brought in past Mark. I was like, he might give you another amp. But I was like, well, actually. That's the speaker, and this is the amp. There, there are two parts of one thing. Just like Jesus. Yes. Uh, how much more? That's even better. Oh, better. I love the modular stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. I was like, well, 
but yeah, it actually looks nice too. I'll post some pictures. Like, um, you know, yeah, you like should, you should, you should. Wow, wow, wow. Well, hopefully, yeah. you know, I'm going to be up in New York for Thanksgiving. You are? Um, yeah, so I'd love to see you hang out. Maybe you can stay an extra day or something. And, uh, totally. and um, who knows, maybe even connect with Mike. Um, yeah, well, let's, we yeah we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, uh, you'll, we're going to be in New York for Thanksgiving, right? I believe so. so. I, you know, we, we try to go to Boston. I don't, we haven't been there forever, so I don't know if we're going to, but, you know. Well, we, um, but my expectation is yes, to be in New York, most likely. Well, that, my friend, is a 40-minute That's podcast. it. We're, we're, we're at time. We're at the time. Thanks no, for hanging hang with us. Uh, that, that went from a bullshit session to uh, – That was a nice bullshit session. It was. Um, yeah, dude, that was fun. So um, I'll catch you uh, on the flip side to all the – Friendly listeners, friendly neighborhood listeners. Thank you right. for listening. Yeah. Play some music. Like and subscribe. Please go out and yeah, exactly. Play music. Right. Write a song, and uh, catch us next time. All right. Cool. Bye. Later.